Hey all today's bonus content is the next in our series of showcase episodes. Zach had a chat with Gabe Alvarez about Gabe's space opera Star Called. It is a really interesting conversation and a really cool show, and I hope you enjoy the showcase. But first, I want to tell you about Tavor. Tavor is the app for fans of beer, craft brews, and trying new and exciting labels. Once you sign up in the app, you can choose the beers you're interested in, including two new ones daily, and add them to your personalized crate. Pay for the beers as you add them, then ship whenever you're ready, and the shipping price will not change with the size of your order. Tavor only works with independent breweries around the world, and if you like trying new beers, it's much more cost-effective than buying and shipping one-offs. So, download Tavor on the Apple or Google Store to try it now, and you can use code TOAFN for $10 off after your first order of $25 or more. That's Tavor on the Apple or Google Store, discount code TOAFN. Also, there are more links in the show notes of places you can donate to. Um, I think I'm just going to keep doing that for a while. As always, we encourage you to seek things out on your own, figure out where you're the most passionate and most useful. Um, but if you're understandably overwhelmed and don't know where to start, we aim to give you some places to start. Okay, enjoy the showcase for now, and do keep an eye on this feed. With any luck, I will have something cool to announce uh, quite soon. Okay, talk to you then. Hello, everyone. Today, we are lucky enough to be joined by Gabe Alvarez, the creator of Star Called Podcast. Gabe, welcome. Thanks for being here. Hey, Zach. Thanks for having me. And to our listeners who that name may sound familiar, in our last interview with Jordan Cobb, Jordan spoke glowingly about Star Called and about Gabe, and it's really an incredible show. So uh, why don't you give us a little pitch of the show in your own words? Sure. Star Called is a sci-fi action space opera audio drama. It's musically driven and it's striving to be a cinematic epic experience in the greater galaxy at large. Yeah, and you mentioned the music. I should point out you are the writer, the director, the producer, but also you compose all the music for the show and it's fully scored. It, I mean, the music is cinematic. It's uh, it's big, it's huge, it's very... Uh, cinematic is the best word I could think of it, and it's really incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going for. That's uh, 100%. That's, like, what I'm all about. It's really amazing. So what uh, what sort of sang to you about this story? What made you really want to make this podcast? I mean, I, I've always really... It's such a weird thing, I, I guess. I've always really loved, like, film scores and the ability of music to tell a story and, and take you through these experiences. You know, even now, like, I'll sit and I'll listen to, like, the Empire Strikes Back soundtrack, you know, and I'll sit there and, you know, there's just a passage and I'll just start bawling. I'll start crying. I'll just, you know, I'm just overwhelmed by the music. And I, I wanted to create an experience like that that was my own, you know, something that I could put back out into the world. Mm hmm. So so it was really uh, sort of like the music drives the story for you. Definitely. But also, I mean, who doesn't want to be like a cool space action character and we're flying in spaceships and we're yelling all the time? You know, there was also like a huge appeal in that, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And ev everyone's dream is to be the, the star of their own space action movie, right? Exactly. You know, and I was like hitting up my friends and being like, hey, I have this idea that we could make like a cool sci-fi show. And they're like, a sci-fi show like aliens and crazy voices. Like, I want to do that. I want to be a sci-fi action person. Like, let me do it. Come on. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's awesome. And so like, as we all did, as we did with our show too, but you basically just sort of reached out to your friends and said, let's go make this a thing. 
Exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 100%. Everybody who shows up in this show is somebody directly in my personal life. And I don't know. I mean, there's so many aspects that went into like making this show. And one of them was like, I have all these friends who are, I think they're so talented. I think they're so funny. You know, I, I play music with these people. I goof around with these people. And I want to, I wanted a way to crystallize that, you know, to in a way like immortalize those friendships and say, you know, this is my this is my family that that's doing this and you know i love them and th this is going to be like this forever you know yeah that's incredible it really gives a so much more meaning when you can make such a, pro a project like this with people who you really care about that's really awesome exactly it's so it's so personal it's so um, intimate yeah and so i know i know you composed a lot of the music are, are you and your friends performing it too <laughs> I wish. Uh, I just I do the music on my own. It's that's just a, a passion. That kind of self-taught orchestration and composition and stuff like that. But <laughs> if there was a way to perform it live, that would be pretty cool. But uh, no, it's really it's just me in my bedroom with a MIDI keyboard going to town. That's awesome. That's that's actually really amazing that you can do the such a, a wide scope with just a MIDI keyboard. It's amazing what what we can do nowadays. I know it's it's really spectacular. And so obviously you mentioned watching Empire Strikes Back. Uh, what were some of your inspirations when you were making this show? Obviously, there's you could hear the John Williams influences in your score. Yeah. But <laughs> what, what else was going through your head as you made this podcast? Obviously, there's a huge John Williams. There's a Danny Elfman influence in the music. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, Babylon 5. Those really formed my childhood watching these cool sci-fi movies and shows and really getting steeped into it. But what really catalyzed everything for me was this weird australian show called farscape oh yeah farscape <laughs> was great and yeah the 1999 this weird turn of the century just utterly bizarre and out there just whirlwind of sci-fi bizarreness and that really that hit me at such a critical stage of my developmental formative years and and that what is really what set me off on this journey to to make this show maybe it's not obvious you know you watch farscape and it's so zany and it's goofy and it's weird and all that and there are not probably not a lot of direct elements that you would see in star called coming out of that but i you know 100 percent promise you it's there somewhere bubbling up it's coming or you're, you know the elements are starting and it doesn't need to be like, you know, in every single page, but if that's what sort of inspired you as a kid to want to get into sci-fi, that's amazing. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine if you, whenever you mention that show, you either get a blank stare or a very excited gasp yeah. the way I did. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I mean, you're probably the only only person I've ever spoken to that's been like, oh, Farscape, are you serious? People are like, oh, oh, cool. It's like some Australian. That's, yeah, that sounds cool. Puppets? Mm, cool. Like Sesame Street? That's part of the wonder of the internet, right? You can make a podcast for like your niche of culture and someone will someone will vibe with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Like I said, the the story, it's so it's so big and expansive. The the music is big and very, you know, like you said, John Williams, Danny Elfman, I feel it all. Um I know you you brought a clip for us to share with our listeners. Uh, is there something you want to say about the clip or sort of set it up so our listeners can know what they're they're listening to? 
Yeah, you know, I actually I struggled to pick a clip that I felt would be really uh, representative of the show. I, you know, maybe the first few minutes of it, or you know, something from another part. But um, in the production cycle, it was kind of you know I was just kind of doing it, and as soon as I would finish editing an episode, I would just throw it out. I had like taken a couple months break, and I came back with episode four. And that was, I had taken some time to reflect on the first three and what I had done. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to do the production, the, you know, how I was handling and managing everything on my end. And I felt like I came back out of the gate sprinting. You know, if I had been running before, this was the sprint. And so there's Mm -hmm. these opening sequences that are, that started to reach, you know, 10 minutes straight through of, okay, it's scored the entire time and it's all action cues and it's all intense and here we just, we're just going, it's a marathon. This sequence really, really represented what I was going for in the series and it's a good, I think, overview of all the characters and when we pick up, all of the main characters are kind of split off into their own different storylines. We have the Colonials, which are sort of a space police military force that's kind of out in the galactic frontier doing their stuff and so we have three different parties of colonials all working in their own directions at the same time and it's it's sort of a montage of experience as we travel through this awesome so without further ado we'll play that for our audience and to our listeners we'll be back in a minute with the rest of the interview setting a crimson haze across the city. Tracker Tig.
the end of the block. Polkari troopers escort Imperial hover tanks down the city stone. Station. Communications Officer Delarev monitors the mission from the command deck. Sir, we still can't reestablish radio contact with Commander Tyke or Acting Chief Zorin's team. There's an incoming transmission from the planet, sir. It's coming from the Temple Relay. They're asking for the captain. Pass me through to Captain Landris. Captain Landris marches onto the command deck. Lieutenant Kron and Delarev stand beside him. They share a book. Broadcasting. This is Captain Moore Landris, commanding officer of the 443rd Colonial Fleet Infantry. Three shimmering images appear before the Colonial officers. Two armored soldiers flank a Hokari royalty. Your eminence. Captain. Unless you have something pertinent to our investigation, our communications are to be facilitated through the Council. This is a very serious breach of protocol, Prince Oldkin. The surviving counselors have gone into hiding while your people investigate the assassination of Senator Uthon. With all due respect, Your Eminence, that's preposterous. How does the Council intend to continue our negotiations? The Council has elected to cede me provisional governorship until your investigation they fear their association with colonial forces has made them targets of those who oppose peace between the Hokari Empire and the colony. I do not believe this false. I need to hear this from the Council. I fear that is not possible, Captain. You mistake me, Your Eminence. Senator Uthon was our most vocal advocate for cooperation with your species, Colonial. I honor the memory of Uthon. I will summon the Council. You will come to the palace at once, Captain. Do not forget this favor. Abort the mission. Bring our people back. Now. Captain, we've lost radio contact with the away team. The storm came in faster than we thought. Landris leans over the command console. He looks at Kron. Anadari, acting chief science officer Ilona Zorin runs down the primary corridor of the Berenian. She sprints down the cargo ramp and catches up with Flight Officer Dredgen and the Trevorian soldier, Corbin. She skids to a stop. Oh, drop! They're surrounded by a platoon of Hokari troopers. The two rider drones hover behind her. I don't think they expected to find us here. I am detecting Hokari movements across the city. Atmospheric interference is inhibiting station connection. Monitor team to position and obeying drones. Chief Zor. Tau, convert. Orders, Colonial! Stand by! 
Acting Chief Science Officer Alona Zorin, 443rd Colonial Fleet Infantry. Is anybody here fitted with a translator probe? Translator probe? You're a leader. Step forward. Watch That's it. Far enough. The moving around behind us! Osborne watches from the Berenian's cargo ring. Hands shattered. Come on, come on, come on, come on. What are you doing, Osborne? Go, go! Dredgen rotates back, covering the team's rear with his pulse rifle. The Holkari troopers tighten their maneuvers around the two ships. starts to run. takes aim from behind. Osborne tackles the colonial to the ground. Dredgen rolls over. He pulls Osborne to his feet. Get back to the ship, human! Breaking move! Osborne breaks The second drone looks back briefly, then continues to ascend through the storm clouds. The drone zips out the top of the storm cloud. The clouds extend over the high plateau of Adari, shielding the planet from its corrosive sun. The asteroid ring arcs overhead. The drone's optic sensors digest the view.
Awesome. So uh, you were speaking right before we jumped in about how you chose this clip because you felt like you really hit your your stride or your sprint on this. Um, uh, we we at the Ones in Future Nerd, we feel, felt that too. Sometimes you need that that pause or that break for a minute to to really like center yourself and find yourself. So yeah. what what was it like about this clip and I guess about restarting after that break that you were you were sort of beginning to speak about earlier? I felt really energized. You know, I, I it's a uh, when you're doing it all by yourself, it's a it's a really cool and unique opportunity, right? Like you, it's you as a creator, as a writer, as a director, as a composer having a direct channel of communication with your audience. You know, there's no dilution, there's no different perspectives and you know, there, obviously there's a huge value in working with a team and being able to do that, but also I think there's something really cool about saying Hey, when you listen to this show, it's me and you, and I am telling you a story to the best of my ability, and I am stretched thin, and I was feeling stretched thin for a while. I mean, it's it's a lot of juggling, it's a balancing act constantly, and I have a tendency to get in the lab and work myself to the bone. You know, I'll I'll be up for 48 hours just going straight, <laughs> you know, into the music and I got to get to the sound design and all that and I stepped away for a minute after doing finishing episode three. And, you know, you need that time to process and figure out and is, is what I'm doing? Is it working? Is this where I want to be going? Is this how I ought to be doing? Is there a better way? And, uh, being able to come back to it fresh and, you know, feeling like, Oh, I hit it. You know, I finished writing out the season and this is it. Like, Mm, I'm full throttle. Like you're gonna go crazy for this because I'm going crazy for this. Mm-hmm. You know, every second I'm listening back, I'm like, yes, yes, this is the sound. <laughs> this is exactly what I want. Oh, the epic space, the spaghetti western standoffs. Like this is it. Trust me. Like we're going places now. And that's one of the things I love about music. I mean, full disclosure, I'm a music nerd too. And like when you get that feeling in a soundtrack where you don't. You don't need anything else. You don't need any words. You just have that emotion in the soundtrack. It's really, it's a feeling like nothing else, isn't it? Yeah, it's powerful. I mean, it's so raw. It really, music, more than anything else, more than dialogue, more than sounds, it just, it gets you. It goes straight to your heart before anything else, you know? Yeah. From a production standpoint as well, I'm sure when you're first starting a podcast, like you're worried about that sound, but you're also worried about how do I do this? How do I make this format? And once you're a few, four episodes in, you really like, you could sort of let that go on autopilot and just tell the story you want to tell, I can imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you've you've done the work and you've you've gotten past like, oh, I worked my muscles and now they're sore, but now they're strong. And now I can really, I know, now I can flex, like I can really hit my stride and hit my speed and you know I'm comfortable in my element you know it's maybe it's not a hundred percent this is this is it but you know it's always a journey right and you're always getting closer to that perfect voice you know, I'm, I'm still on that even finishing the season I feel like I'm still on this journey of like I'm chasing I'm chasing it you know like I'm on the on the hot on the tail of some spaceship and I'm <laughs> I'm almost there you know, I'm just dialing in all the little instruments and I'm flipping all the switches and, uh, you know, I'm going to hit that target. It's so close. Yeah, I love that analogy, how like you can see yourself like in that spaceship while you're making the show about the spaceships. That's that's really awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
That is what it feels like. I feel like I'm a mad scientist or something here at my workstation or I, you know, I, when I'm putting the sh- like episodes together, I feel like I'm a, I'm a conductor of an orchestra and uh, especially when, you know, doing the music, obviously it has to have that organic feel, but every aspect of production, every sound, like it, it has to have the right cue and everything. And it's, you know, I'm pouring in all the elixirs and I'm mixing the, the potions and I got the Bunsen burner going and a hundred different aspects at the same time. And yeah. So can I ask you, since you bring it up, like in your creative process, like obviously your storyline, you have so many different, you know, factions and little like side plots going on. And then you also have the score going on. What what comes first? Did you write your script first and then score it? Or do you have like the musical scene in mind and you write the dialogue to fit it like how does your process work yeah you know it's um it's fluid it's dynamic yeah a lot of times when i'm writing the script i'm i'm hearing the music in my head so i'll i'll write and i can i can just visualize so to speak you know oh it's gonna have this sound it's gonna have this feel this this specific line of dialogue if they deliver it this way the music is going to come up in this way, like, okay, I got it. This is how it's all going to work. And that's that's before I've written any music. And then, you know, on the flip side, if there's like a super intense action sequence, you know, in the script, I'll just write, you know, they fight or, you know, spaceships <laughs> fly around or something. And then I'll spend like a week just meticulously beat by beat, note by note. Okay, it's going to be this, this, you know, here's five beats of this. Here's four measures of this. I'll add in like a half measure of this and then we'll jump into a new time signature and stuff until it ends up being this super complicated, intense, um, very, very puzzled out piece. And then either fit the dialogue to that or record the dialogue, kind of direct the actors with the music that I have in mind, trying to explain that to them Mm -hmm. and then score it later on. Yeah. And I think that's really amazing because I think it's really unique in the podcast world there's a lot of amazing podcasts out there and a lot of them have good music, but I can't really think of any that really center the music as strongly as you do. And it's really incredible. Thanks. I mean, yeah, that was always my goal. You know, you go back and you watch Star Wars and the music is such a core part of its identity. You know, Star Wars without the John Williams score is just, you know, it's cool. It's pretty good. Yeah, honestly, I think... When I was growing up, my parents had that that album of the was it the London Symphony doing the Star Wars score? Oh yeah. And wow. I think I listened to that CD before I saw the movie. And I I love doing that. I, I loved the music of Star Wars before I saw the movie. And of course, obviously once I saw the movie, it's incredible too. But the music is just it's so integral to the plot, and it's really cool how you could bring that to podcasting. That's such a cool experience, man. I can't imagine having listened to the Star Wars score before seeing the movie. What a cool, what a cool flip. And like That's really cool. For me, I was young. I didn't know I didn't know any better, right? Like in my mind, I didn't know that was some special or unique experience. It was just yeah. like an album sitting in my house growing up. That's but, awesome. I love that. I love that story, man. You know, I don't think I've ever actually like consciously thought about that before this moment, but that's that's the truth. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's been really awesome speaking with you. Uh, tell people where they could find your show, where they can support your work, support you. Yeah, you can listen to Star Called on, you know, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or, you know, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, 
If you want to find us, track us down on Twitter. We're at Starcalled Radio. You can check out our website, starcalled.space. I'm really proud of that domain. Yeah, that's amazing that you got that, by the way. <laughs> I was scrolling through it and I was like, dot space? Hang on, like, forget everything else on here. Like, absolutely. We have a Patreon as well. I don't know if I could name the URL off the top of my head, but it's it's on the starcalled.space website and everything. And we'll we'll provide links and everything in the show notes. But yeah, so everyone go go check out Starcalled. It's really it's really an incredible piece of work. In closing, uh we're we're trying to use this as a platform to really sort of broaden everyone's horizons to the the scope of podcasts out there. So, are there any other audio drama podcasts that you'd like to to shout out to our listeners that you want to talk about a bit? Yeah, I you know, I had trouble kind of zeroing in on one if you don't mind i'd just like to uh, shout out a couple of them real quick oh sure one, of course great one that i really enjoy is called aether and dark saga it's just one dude phil usher he's a really cool guy he's he just he makes this incredibly deep grim dark fantasy story experience and it's it's an, it's an audio drama it's it's somewhere it's like a dark fairy tale it's super intense you know demons and um yeah knights fighting off these horrible creatures and and striving to to save the world and do right things and they're thwarted at every turn by these horrific entities working against them and he does it all himself i mean the guy he's got a full cast of himself oh wow and i i just i think that's so amazing you know that's the great thing about indie podcasts and audio dramas and audio fiction is that you know you can get away with doing stuff like that and it's a, a platform for anyone to do that and I, I just think that's so cool yeah that's um, that's amazing i hadn't heard of that can you give us the name one more time yeah it's called aetheran dark saga a-e-t-h-u-r-a-n i'm absolutely going to look that up right after this that sounds really interesting yeah it's a really wild journey Another show I've been listening to a lot lately is called Flyest Fables. It's by a creator named Morgan Givens. I'm not, you know, I'm not like, I haven't finished listening to it. I just started up within the last couple of weeks, but it's a really nice, warm, hopeful anthology story. Really hopeful, really upbeat, really calming and peaceful. I've been listening to it while I'm riding my bike around the neighborhood, and it definitely, uh, you know, Aetherid is a dark show. Starcold has a lot of dark elements to it. And this is maybe the polar opposite. I, I think it's a <laughs> it's yeah. really healthy Some, for me. Sometimes in this world, we need a little bit of uh, positivity and calming nature at times. Yeah, exactly. You know, something to really lift you up and, and make you feel good. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you know, like, we have characters who start in low places. Right. You know, these are, we're calling them heroes in title, but indeed, you know, like, I, I don't like you very much. You're, <laughs> you're horrible. You're horrific. Yeah. And, you know, and it's sort of this promise to the audience that the only place that they can go is up. Right. You know, the, the only thing that we can do with them is redeem them because we want them to be redeemed. We want to see them grow and become good and, you know, that's a nice journey, but sometimes sometimes you just want something nice. <laughs> you want to be nice to your friends and <laughs> you want to have something <laughs> nice and and light. Yeah, and to give them that redemption arc, you're like, I'm really sorry, but things are going to be terrible for you right now. Just yeah. to give you, know, you that I space. I hate you, and I'm writing you. I made you. <laughs> you're despicable. 
Yeah. So so sometimes you just want that that happy place. So what was the name of the the happy one again? It is Flyest Fables. Flyest Fables. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for for your work on Star Called, and thank you for these these shout outs. The audio drama community, especially these like solo indie products, like you know we gotta all stick together and build each other yeah. up, right? Hey, thanks so much for having me, Zach. This is such a this is such a cool thing that you're doing. Awesome. It's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. Yeah, you too. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying the Once in Future Nerd, you might enjoy this show from our friends. Are you looking for a D&D podcast that'll make you laugh? How about one that'll make you cry? Sweat profusely with stress and anxiety because of a flippin' mule? Taking Initiative is a Dungeons and Dragons 5e actual play podcast with an audio drama feel. These episodes are scored, character driven, and filled with utter bullshit. Mostly because of Nick, let's be honest. Featuring special guests, the Venture Maidens, D&D is for Nerds, and more. Plus, we're in Wizards of the Coast podcast of series. Welcome, everyone. It's your pal, Ray Ray. That was an interesting time you had, Nick. I pat the horse on the rump. Thank you, great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> he just said his hopes and dreams. He didn't cast a spell. You gotta get down deep and lift from the knees. So that's the only big organ he has. <laughs> Damn, taking initiative. Look us up on Twitter at TI underscore pod and on our website, takinginitiativepodcast.com.